So can we start the show that we actually air for other people now? <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Put a wrap sorry, on the sorry, pre-show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. Hold on. I have to do something in, uh, just in honor of, since this is the pet show, uh, this is what I have to do before we start. <clears throat> Aww. <laughs> That's Jack. Rest in peace, Are you Jack. Start crying? He's fine. He's definitely gonna cry. It just sounded like you know, if you're on a work call. <laughs> but what's happening over there? Someone kicking heroin? No, no, it's just our dog Jack. He just does that like <laughs> once every couple of days. He's fine. He's not throwing up at all. He's just clearing his throat before he podcasts. From the middle-aged momish studios in stupidly hot and sunny Austin, Texas, it's This Show Has Everything. We're taking a quick pit stop back at our homes to fill the food bowl, change out the water, take a walk, and clean the litter box. Yes, everyone, we're talking all things pets, be it dog, cat, bunny, what have you. We're doing a check-in on actual pets, theoretical pets, celebrity pets, and everything in between. Joining me on this adventure, of course, is Dr. Doolittle herself, the doctor from the home sweet home money pit studios in detroit michigan it's meredith the mbh van harn hi meredith hi hillary <laughs> in a little east in the historic allentown neighborhood of buffalo new york it's cupcake's dad bobby pape hi bobby oh, do, we, do we really have to do the, the <laughs> mom and dad thing <laughs> yes we do i'm introing we do i prefer to think of myself as cupcakes um <laughs> cool uh, uncle yeah you know i'll take cool uncle yeah i'm like uncle jesse you live in the attic. <laughs> You're a drummer for the Beach Boys on occasion. <laughs> um, and finally, from the Menagerie at the Deer Blind Studios, the Mountain Room at the Ranch at Manshack, Texas, it's Mike, the Jail Dude Frizzell. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, you know, Bobby, uh, you have you have some good uh, some good hair, some good lettuce. I think you could yeah. pass for the yeah. You could definitely pull that off. Know, the Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I, I'm. Just starting to get a little gray. I'm hoping that it centralizes over the temples like Josh Dumel. <laughs> we had a long pre-roll about Josh Dumel. <laughs> well, he, um, Hillary, about the about the heat. Um, yeah. Yesterday, I had to venture out into the world, and the car just never could quite. <laughs> uh, they can't. It can't. Catch it can't. Up. It can't do it. Right. So I, I get it's home and I, and I pop my legs off last night, and I'm like. Uh, my legs smell really bad. <laughs> it's disgusting. I I'm I complain about the heat, but I don't usually get so affected by it. Like when yeah. I feel physically weird right. or whatever. But I took Rory uh, like on a quick walk because the kids have been home this week, and it, like he was just bouncing off the walls. So I took him for a quick walk into the little forest behind our house. And I got back and I had to lay down for like an hour because I really felt like I was going to faint. Like it I was wipes like, you out. It's it awful. does. I was like, Ugh. and I really should have been working 
I'm stealing company time, but it's fine. Um, but I was like, I can't, like, I can't even look at anything because I, well, I mean, I looked at my phone and played Candy Crush, but that's about the extent of it. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It totally sucks. It does. It does. I live at the pool yeah. and in air conditioning, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, sucks. I've still never really played Candy Crush, but my go to sleep game now is called Stickman Hook. Okay. And it's just, you're, it? you're just this little character that swings from. Like, uh, from I, I, it's sort of Spider Man y. I don't know. Like, you when you press the screen, like Donkey Kong, kind of like it connects a string to a to an anchor and you swing on yeah. it, and then there are things you can bounce off of. Oh, and is then, it like one of these physics games? Kind of, but kind it's of. much Those simpler than that. Yep. You just, if you fall, you just get to play the level again. There are no stakes, and you just hmm. go and go. And the levels are really fast, like they just yeah. take a few seconds each to beat. Yeah. I'm on like the 600s now because I'll just play 10 or 20 <laughs> of them and then go to sleep. And then you feel really cool about yourself. Yeah. It was free, but there was an ad between everyone, and they got me. I rarely pay for apps, but I think I spent the dollar ninety nine to stop getting interrupted by ads between levels. I know, I know. They so Candy Crush doesn't have ads. What they do have, though, is you know you get five lives at a time. You know, and it's like you every thirty minutes you earn another life, and. I mean, don't tell Dave, but there have been a couple of times where I'm like, I'm going to buy some Oh, oh they microtransaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't there still a cheat where you can just uh, set your... Set the time yeah. back. I know. I know. My best friend does that. Oh, my God. Um, I, I when I was that, playing I, it, oh, my God. I, I, I just could do it all day long. It just takes a second to I know, reset your I know. time. I know. I need to do that because I'm like, uh, boo, boo, I'll just pay a dollar ninety nine. What's the difference? And then you know, I, I don't want to do the math. I don't want to extrapolate that at all because <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with paying a little bit of money sure. for a game that really spent. You know, you spend yeah. a lot of time on it. It gives you a lot of entertainment. Exactly. I do that every once in a while, mm-hmm. and I don't feel too bad about it. No, yeah. Um, yes. As you as you, pl- I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get into it now. As you play this Stickman Hook game, you earn the right <laughs> to use different avatars. It starts with just like a little red stick guy. But I am up to the point where my character is the quote-unquote sausage. Oh, I was going to say, that's cute. He looks like a little hot dog. He's a little sausage, but there is a, there is a hot dog one that is different. I think it has the bun. But this is he's a badass. He's got the, the cap and the gold chain with the dollar sign. And when you finish a level, he poses and he's ripped and he's got a six-pack and his chain is flying off because it's broken off because he's gotten so bulky. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I, I just swing my bulky sausage. I'll have to <laughs> stop. Wow. I'll have to I'll have to win a level now. Dan's so I can not take even a on the show, and we were already at. <laughs> right here, here we go. Oh, uh, okay. Just wrapping up the intro real quick. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Just wrap in, guys. Um, as usual, we'll do some small talk, some medium talk. T she recommends housekeeping and how you can get involved. And with that, Mike, take us into small talk. Ooh. Okay. Um. Last week, uh, that was our, uh, what was the North Central, not quite yes. Chicago, I, I can't. Um, Midwest. Ohio. It was just yeah. Ohio. Yeah. The, <laughs> Sometimes Ohio Indiana. and Wisconsin. <laughs> Sometimes Indiana. The the road trip. And, uh, and one of the movies that I recommended uh, was American Splendor with uh, Paul Giamatti starring in that movie. And... Um, don't tell anyone, but I, I was watching the 2001 version, I think it is, of uh, Planet of the Apes, you know, the Mark Wahlberg yeah. version. Oh, it's terrible. It is absolutely horrible. It is, it's terrible. I, it is terrible. It, it was a first movie in a long time where I, I kept picking up the remote and then I'd, I'd see, like, something. 
And I'd be like, okay, I can watch it for a couple more minutes. Paul Giamatti, bless his heart, was fantastic in that movie. And I was yeah. like, yeah, oh my God. He's just a good actor. Yeah, it's like, yeah he's fantastic he's in almost everything. Good. Yeah, I could not believe it. I, honestly, he really is. I mean, Cinderella Man is not a good movie either, but he's really yes. good at it. It's a, yeah, it, he's a good actor. Yeah, it's just it, it's alarming. Um, Helena Bonham Carter, though, it, it you can have a romance with an ape as long as uh, she has perfectly plucked eyebrows and like she has a what what was the the lady from Friends the Aniston uh, she had the Aniston Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. yeah <laughs> like the most famous the person in the world <laughs> the Rachel yeah she had the Rachel and and I mean wow those brows were on point uh, and, and you know. I was like, "What? What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing with this?" Uh, this is it's a lady. A, it's ape a terrible that movie. It's Tim be... Burton. And it's awful. Was it Tim Burton? It's one of my favorite things about disaster movies, like when people are stuck in the woods or a post-apocalyptic. That women still have like perfectly shaved armpits <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, how did you? Well, Stella Warren <laughs> just looks like she just walked out of the spa. You know? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, she's been they living really in the woods for happen. ten years. I don't know if she'd look this fucking. You know. On point, so perfect. Yeah. If I let my hair really go full gray, maybe I can get a Gunther. <laughs> the oh. Gunther. I, I, I'm sorry. I I'm so out of celebrity culture. I couldn't even think of the Rachel. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to. Okay, so guys, we forgot. We forgot to post the <laughs> the question of the oh, week. But yeah, people are on pins and needles, so just trying to think of their <laughs> north, central, east. Not west. Uh, anyway, well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I, the upshot is the question of the week with the Silver Linings Plague Books TM uh, is up to 205 oh, comments. Right. So there's no <laughs> yeah. shortage of activity on. I know. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. So make your own post if you want to tell us what your favorite Midwest, East, North, Central movie. Mine is Bye Bye Birdie. That would have been mine. We didn't, didn't talk about a musicals. Yes, it takes place in Ohio. Oh. I I didn't come prepared for an answer. No, I, I know. I that. I think about these things. <laughs> okay, well, um, this is a cryptic note. Bobby made Dave happy. I mean, isn't that Hillary's job? <laughs> I always make him happy, but I got a. I received a box from one Bobby Pape yesterday. And that always makes me nervous. And Dave was like, "You got a you you got a box for Bobby." And I thought at first I thought it was my my brother in law Bobby. And I'm like, "Why is he sending me something? Did I leave something at his house?" And then he's Bobby was, too, right? We've yes, we've, he, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. So I open the I feel this box. It's like not that big, but it's a little bit heavy. I'm like, "What is in here? What did he send me?" I open it up. It is not one, but two boxes of Flutie. Flutie Flakes. Oh. <laughs> and Dave now, like, is ready. So we have this sort of loft area that we want to close up because it's too open to the downstairs area. It's really annoying. As Bobby says, I basically live in one big room because everything's so open in my house. Mm-hmm. But Dave wants to close it up and now have, like, a whole Boston sports memorabilia area. Oh, and I was no. like, fuck. He's like, he, wait, he sent me a list. Hold on. Let me open this up and... Uh-huh, real quick, he I said. think that kind of the open floor plan is a bit of a curse. Ugh, um, it's awful, yeah. especially I, I, with children. Every time I cook, I wish that I could close the kitchen door, but I, I have know. a huge wall instead. 
that's yeah. open. He's just like spitballing right now, but he said, I can build my Boston sports shrine, some Bobby Orr pictures. Mm. Yes. And Doug, it will be awesome. And he sent me like a eBay, like, you know, like how you frame. Oh, he wants the original now. <laughs> I mean, you've started something and <laughs> I'm enraged, but it's okay because it makes him happy. Um, but yeah, Dave was <sighs> delighted. Bobby Orr, the New York Times crosswords favorite <laughs> hockey player. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly like he was smiling. He sent pictures to all of his like you know Boston friends, and they're like, "That's so fucking cool, yeah, man." So good job, but also I'm pissed. Well, I appreciate you know his enthusiasm about helping me clean out my home office. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby won the week. Good job. He did. Yeah. He did. He did indeed. Excellent. Uh, and I suppose that that's a perfect segue to explain why I need to clean out my home office. Uh, this has been several weeks in the making, and I've had to keep my mouth shut, which is hard for me. Uh, probably <laughs> second only to Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a big gap uh, though between, <laughs> between you know, like you know, uh, the recognized champion. I, I'm not going right. to you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam and I are uh, and Cupcake uh, are moving uh, back to Boston. That's where you insert the. Fanfare or the fanfare? or the uh, the Dropkick Murphys or whatever. Oh, that is exactly what I'm doing. Thank you so much. And I say back to Boston, but I say that loosely because we never actually lived in Boston before, of course. Longtime listeners know we lived in Rhode Island for many years, and I commuted into Boston for work. Uh, Sam was furloughed from her job in Rude. Buffalo back in March. Uh, you'll guess why. I think you'll be able to figure it out. And uh, she's been <clears throat> woefully unemployed. And uh, that has gotten even more complicated the last couple of weeks because of the uh, loss of federal support for the unemployed in this country. Because, uh, well, fuck Donald Trump. Yep. So we are uh, glad that unlike a lot of people who are in an unfortunate situation right now, Sam has the opportunity to go back to work. And that opportunity is uh, at a job at Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, mm. So we are uh, going. And it's bittersweet because Boston Children's Hospital is, is incredible. It's one of the best children's hospitals in the world. Um, and, and the ophthalmology group there is great. And Sam's really excited to get to work with them. Uh, but it's also a little sad because, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to afford a 90s rock stars house in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's going to be a different life for us. But uh, we made the decision a couple of weeks ago and we've been working out the details. Uh, we're renting an apartment in beautiful, safe Brighton, right near my office in the city of Boston. And uh, we're going to get going soon. In fact, tomorrow we're recording on Saturday morning. Uh, tomorrow, Sam and I are driving out there to get her settled in a hotel room for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got an apartment that starts in September. And uh, if anyone wants to rent an incredible house in Buffalo, let us know, because our goal is to find a tenant to pay our mortgage. So yeah. uh, that's the plan. It'll be a, a crazy few weeks. And then before you know it, I'll be broadcasting probably from the uh, Boston Music of Eva studios for a while because the apartment is small. So I'll probably be doing most of my podcastery from the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it's going to be a one mile walk from the apartment. I'll, I'll live closer to my work than I've ever lived before. So that's, that's nice. going to be exciting. Are you still going to fly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. just go to Logan, hang out in the lounge, <laughs> <laughs> take a connection somewhere. It's Delta. So I probably just bounced to Detroit and back or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Cool. I mean, selfishly, I'm happy. Not that I wouldn't go to um, Buffalo, but I, once this, fucking thing is over at some point i will i go to boston a fair amount so I well it's, it's gonna cle- it's gonna clear up the second week in november oh yeah that's right oh, yeah, that's right that's election, right that's, that's right i forgot i forgot well congrats to sam that's really cool yeah it's a, yeah. It's a cool job uh yeah it's it's gonna be pretty great and we're just gonna pretend we're young we've we got a one-bedroom apartment with a little deck and we managed to finagle a parking spot which is pretty rare Hell for yeah. the city mm-hmm. And uh, is your chair? Just, do you, you have know. a folding chair out there right now? How do you how do you have the how's the parking spot? Going <laughs> Don't take my fucking I parking spot. <laughs> so, uh, funny thing actually, the building has two paid parking spots in a back alley, which is really really in shitty condition. We're going to destroy our car, but that's fine. Uh, there's one that was a hundred dollars a month and one that was seventy five dollars a month, and we wanted the one that was a hundred. But then we found out it was already taken, so we had to take the one that was seventy-five. We're happy to save twenty-five dollars a month. The trade-off is that it is right in front of the dumpster, so we have to make sure to move our car one day oh, a week. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> City living, man. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be great. It's a third-floor walk-up too. So I looked at Sam and I said, "You can only bring in things you absolutely want. <laughs> <laughs> you have to justify every trip up and down these stairs." For That's me. when I. I'm, Dave always gets mad at me when I bring the groceries home because I like I. I park right out front. I used to park in the garage until my stupid kids took it over. But I, you know, it's not a far walk from my driveway to the kitchen, but I will take every fucking bag on my arm. Like it's like, (laughs) it's cutting off my circulation, but I'm like, I don't care. And even more so on a third floor walk up. I'm like, we're taking everything. We're not going back down. Lost two fingers, but I only made one trip. I'll get the feeling back eventually. I'm not too worried about those those three fingers on my Mike, it's it's scarier when you say it, Mike. Don't say that. (laughs) It's It's not a joke. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it, and I I haven't reached out to the boss tens yet, but I'm excited to because we get a fun bunch there. Great group of people, really. Yep. So. That's the plan. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. And I'm going to be a bachelor in Buffalo the next few weeks because someone has to stay home with cupcake. (laughs) Single cat dad. Oh, yeah. Are you going to like do really fun stuff? Like take him to like Pizza Hut? Take yeah. to Pizza You're going to just Hut. feed her ice cream for dinner every night? Sam's around. Uh, funny you should mention Pizza Hut because all the Pizza Huts in Western New York just closed no. all at the same time. And the headline yes. in the paper was actually pretty good. It was Western New York out pizza at the hut. Yes. <laughs> Bobby, you made my day with that news. Fuck those guys. So, uh, you know, more to come as I have less and less furniture to to yeah, sit on while we yeah. podcast in coming weeks. Is Cupcake going to convey with the house, or are you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's complicated. Um, she can't go now because we don't want to take her to the extended stay hotel because we just imagine that she'll shred all the furniture there in two weeks. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so she's staying with me until Labor Day. Labor Day is the day that the, the moving van, you know, does its thing. I'm piloting it, and uh, Sam's going to take Cupcake in the car, so... We're going to caravan. And last time when Cupcake came out from Rhode Island, she actually just sat in Sam's lap for the six hour drive, which I know sounds terrible and not safe at all. 
That made but, me so nervous. I'm not going to lie. I know. I, I me like too. At all. <laughs> I wasn't in the car for this. Sam was just solo, but the, she was so miserable in the carrier for the first Aww. hour that Aww. Sam just let her out yeah. and she just oh, slept man, the how whole they way can the rest of the way. Out of those I understand. So, well, there was, there was vomiting involved too. It wasn't just. Yeah. You know. Got to put a towel so, down and it's a, ba- it's a bad scene when they don't like the car. Yep. We've got a friend who's coming out with Sam that weekend to help us with the move. And so I imagine Dana will drive and Sam will take the, the passenger seat and the cat and deal with that. Well, so Bobby, the reason I asked about uh, cupcake was uh, we were shopping for a house after Emily got, got the brain cancers. Uh, we're shopping in Kyle and, and around there. And there was a house that we, we kind of liked. It was all right. And uh, there were like these two little dappled dachshunds that were running around in the backyard and if if they if they had conveyed with the house, I think we would have signed the papers <laughs> right then. It would because you know we're like, uh, how about the dogs? No, they're they're going with the owners. Yep, yeah, yeah, pass on this Damn house. It. But would have been nice to have them. Well, good luck. Yeah, man, it's exciting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be exhausting and great and. Uh, like I said, uh, hey, if you want to rent a house in Buffalo in a couple of months after I've got a chance to clean it out, feel free to let me know. Yep. Yep. Um, I have no idea what first pitch using the device is, and I don't None. know who wrote it, okay. so I have no yeah. transition. That's, that's mine. Uh, yeah, I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, to last week's show, and and someone was talking about uh, uh, throwing out or, or uh, they, they can't throw a ball. They need to use that... Uh, what are those oh, thing, right. things called? Uh, the uh, I never had Rachel. I've never had a dog that cared about a. Ball. Oh yeah, yeah, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just ball slingers, and they were like, "I can't even, you know, I don't want to throw out the first." Yeah, pitch. it was Andrea that it was Andrea yeah, that right. was talking about it. And yeah. I was this just, is a long con to try to get me to Google ball slingers, which is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> chair, 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 chair. <clears throat> um. <laughs> No, I was thinking it's probably been done in the minor leagues, but, uh, you know, like on the days where you bring the dog to the park, the the first pitch should be thrown out with one of those things. And then like the dog runs after it instead of the, the catcher doesn't have to be responsible, you know, just like somebody gets to sling out the first uh, tennis ball. I, yeah. I just, yeah. I just thought, be, you know, it's a nice little promotion. At, at bark in the park yeah bark in the park you know that yeah. people that promotion people fucking love it man oh yeah yep. that would well, be interesting uh it seems like an airbud sequel waiting to happen actually <laughs> I know, i've never yes. seen airbud i need to get on that it's not bad it's what's not gonna bad. happen is it's gonna be the it's gonna be like the movie eddie which i reference fairly often uh, for a movie that's I terrible. enjoyed the movie. No, it's a pretty good movie. I disagree. <laughs> I haven't seen what, that what's, either. I, I can't. Airbud's going to be at home plate, and the catch is going to be so good that they're immediately oh. going to sign Airbud to a contract. Yes. He frames uh, the pitch. Oh my right. god! Yes. Airbud's Air a slugging How catcher. Does he hit though. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you can catch. Dogs can catch. How are they going to hit? It's a lot of bunting. It's a. <laughs> they can it's grab a real... the bat, but swinging. Yeah. I don't know about the swinging part. All right. Is that what we got in small talk? Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Moving on oh, to the yes. mailbag. Out of the mailbag. As previously announced, the uh, 
the prompt for the favorite Midwest, East, North, Central movie never made it to the Facebook page this week. We are, I, I am so, uh, let's, let's pull back the curtain even more than we usually do. On Tuesday nights, we have what we call our weekly jamboree or our jambo, where we discuss what we're going to talk about the week ahead, who's going to be on, who's available, who's going to edit, jambo, jambo. all that f- fun stuff. The, the thing that we don't call a movie, be, uh, meeting rather, because uh, Anne hates meetings. <laughs> uh, me too. I, well, I mean, hate yeah. them. Yeah. So we have a meeting, but we call it a jamboree. Uh, and one of us will usually at some point go, oh, right, shit, we got to post the question of the week and we'll post it. And that's why it's almost always posted at approximately 845 Eastern <laughs> on a Tuesday <laughs> on night. Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my guess is that we just got so distracted trying to figure out which combination of ordinals uh, was in the question that we just forgot to actually go write it. So yeah. apologies for that. But again, yeah, if you want to tell us, just come to the Facebook page and tell us. Give yeah. us your favorite Midwest, East, North, Central movies that <laughs> That's Ohio, Indiana, non-Chicago, Illinois, and Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but we did get some mail, though. Yes, we did. And I will happily read it now. We got a, a an email from listener Margaret who writes, It's been so fun listening to you all enjoy yourselves on Tishi. <laughs> Thank you. I love when people say that because, I mean, I do. It, like, makes me, it makes me happy. We're like little... Um, you know, court jesters that were just like, like laughing and trying to make everybody else laugh. So. Yeah, I figure if we in, if we entertain one another, then uh, everything <laughs> else is just gravy. Yeah. Margaret writes, FYI, regarding episode 42, when Jeremy suggested bringing your own wine to dinner out, you can do this in many places and it never hurts to ask. Sometimes they charge a corking fee. So consider that in the cost. And she writes $10 commonly. I've seen corking fees for more and less than that. That's my interjection. She continues, this does remind me of a terrible time I had in the immediate aftermath of losing my mother. I was in Texas, (laughs) all caps, caps. (laughs) (laughs) and I went to my aunt's home with plans to fly her to San Francisco. We went to a local pizza pasta place, and I brought my own bottle. The waitress poured it into a glass that I determined was not a glass I wanted to put. uh, You know, she, I missed the, here we go. The waitress poured it into a glass that I determined was not a glass I wanted to put my lips on. I asked her to exchange it for a clean glass. She took the entire glass, parenthetically, the entire pour, and returned with only a clean-ish wine glass. Yes, she poured my wine out. Uh, Here's where Margaret writes, granted, it was only a $30 bottle, to which I have to say, only a $30 bottle. Oh my god. (laughs) Jeez, money bags. But it wasn't even a screw top. (laughs) <laughs> but at this point in the trauma of losing my mom, she was teasing on my last, uh, well, there's some symbols here, but we'll go ahead and say fucking nerve. <laughs> and I still had to share that bottle with my aunt and uncle, uh, followed by the purple devil emoji, to, mm. an underused emoji. And she writes, so Texas. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's Sorry. awful. I was trying to um, harness some of the frustration there and all I did was end up tripping on my words. Texas wow. is, it, they're really going for it with their wineries. Have you noticed that, Hillary, since you... Uh, yes. I yes. mean, it's gone from like two wineries it's... to like 10,000 between here and Fredericksburg. It's crazy. Uh, it's wild. I mean, because it used to just be like Becker Vineyards, which like the wine is fine. It's, you know, fine, but it's a pretty area. Yeah. But yeah, now it's just literally like uh, wineries and... and uh, distilleries and shit i mean it yeah. you know it's fun but, i went yeah. on a winery tour of, of fredericksburg and yeah. it was it was pretty and it was fun but the wine was pretty not great yeah that's um, exactly what it is it's this like this is where i had i think i told the story on the show once about having dill wine Ugh. Hmm. 
the like one, a pickle? Like, I was at yeah. So I we were at the at the tap room or whatever they're called, and she was like, "Okay, let me let me give you this to try. Just I'll give you a little cup." And and I had a and she said, "Tell me what you taste." And I'm not good at this. I'm not like oh, I have notes of cherry, a tennis ball. Uh, I'm know, always like, uh, it tastes like really rotten grapes. Like that's usually <laughs> so. Grapes grown in 110 and a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, and I so I tried it, and I was like, um, and I'm not trying to offend, and I was like, it tastes like pickles. <laughs> and she goes, yes, it's dill. And I was like, oh no, okay, okay, why? <laughs> why did you do this? I never, I'm, you know, I'm like not a good wine taster because you're, you're supposed to like swish it around and then like spit it out. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm, I can't finish this thought, but I will always drink it. And th- in that case, I think I'd be like, mm, do you have a spittoon? Can I, can I <laughs> It was really weird. I was like, okay, this is the hook that you have to have to get people to come to your, your winery in weird the winery. middle of Texas. Right. I know. It is very bizarre. <sighs> it is very bizarre. This is actually one of my... Um, most um well it's one of my hottest takes it's one that i get a lot of crap for locally and it won't mean anything to most people but but bet will know what i'm talking about a couple other western new yorkers will know what i'm talking about in upstate new york the finger lakes region is known for all its wineries um the finger lakes are beautiful lakefront properties beautiful views great place to spend the summer uh and similarly i think the wineries are beautiful but i think the wine is extremely overrated yeah yeah uh and it's it's just one of those things where like the tourism trade has turned it into a thing it's like oh go take your bachelorette party on a limo ride through the yep. finger lakes and Done get it. hammered yep. and yeah it's it, they're all sweet yep. and it just yeah, i had I a bottle given to me i was i was cat sitting for a neighbor who went there with her family and she brought me back a bunch of things but a bottle of wine was one of them from the finger lakes and i was like oh this is so sweet and i had to report back how it was and i lied because it wasn't good huh. right i'm sure there is some that is good and i'm sure that a lot of it is due to individual taste too and i you know i like a, a drier deeper red and so we do a lot of california reds and french reds and you know yeah. i'm not trying to be a snob like i'll drink a cheap bottle of french red wine but like yeah. uh just oh, i know yeah i know Anyway. I mean, the drunker you get, the more you're like, eh, it's fine. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's only the, the story of glass. my life. <laughs> only the first glass really matters. <laughs> uh, we also get an email from Eric who writes, I'm picking Breaking Away as my summer road trip spectacular movie. I saw it when I was 14 with my parents and we all loved it. That's saying something because at 14, we weren't seeing quite eye to eye on anything. It's also a great, quote, feel good movie. And who can't use more of that? in this hellscape <laughs> available for $4 rental on Amazon. Cheers, Eric. Maybe we'll, um, we'll put that as one of the T she recommends Amazon yeah. shameless. Yeah. This so. week. It's a great movie. Yeah. I, I wish I'd it is a that. great movie. So I love God, you know, a few years ago, I probably 10 years ago or something. I said, every movie should just be available to rent. It's online. Like it's stupid. We have the technology. We should just do it. And now it's just so easy to be like, eh, it's three ninety nine on Amazon. Sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, except for gummo, which is a movie I was trying to watch for the yeah, for last weird. week and I couldn't find it. Hmm. Yeah. No, there's, there's definitely some holes in it. You're like, why isn't this available? I know that it's digitally streaming somewhere. It's right. not like I would have had to have my sister. She's like a big old pirate now, and I would have had to have her steal it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I have a friend that's like very well adept at 
pirating stuff and he'll send me links and I'm like oh, the, is the FBI gonna come find me I can't do maybe it. him not you I know how to do it I just don't want to you, know, you don't want just a carefully repackaged USB drive to just appear <laughs> I mean that sounds like a landfall I'm gonna <laughs> yes. plug this into my computer uh, um, we did pirate a baseball game the other night because the, the, the Buffalo Blue Jays now playing in our local ballpark here and we wanted to see what it looked like all done up but i'm not going to buy the mlb package just to watch a couple of blue jays games yeah so yeah i hooked it up to the laptop and i found the illegal stream and i'm sure mike's done this plenty of times with sporting stuff you go to reddit you just not, try to find the one that has i the would least never pop-up do ads. such a thing bobby never okay <laughs> is that in the clear got it in the clear yeah. yep. <laughs> your defense is safe okay. thanks uh so yeah thank you for for your emails and uh keep them coming all right we're gonna move on to medium talk what this whole thing is all about yeah yeah this is a good puberty transition from eric's email to this article actually <laughs> um we got an email from uh, our favorite listener, the grumpy liberal, a few months ago at this point, Bob Stein, sent us uh, an article, and it's um, it's uh, about the emotions of teenage dogs. <laughs> mm. We'll put a link to this. It's a Guardian article. Um, it says, dogs endure emotional difficulties in puberty like humans, says study. And of course, I went right to the actual study. Nerd. And uh, yeah, at Royal Society Publishing biology letters teenage dogs evidence for adolescent phase conflict behavior and an association between attachment to humans and pubertal timing in the domestic dog um uh, the analysis of this i said nobody cares about this but me but it's so complicated like it's such an like an advanced um statistical analysis that i was sort of like i keep reading it over and over just being like why did you explain it like this it's it's really weird but essentially what they're saying is that dogs behavior changes around puberty as a way for them to like test whether they should stay with their human or go i guess this must be intact animals who haven't been fixed um or or go follow their urges and find a mate um and so it's like <laughs> they kind of behave like actual teenagers is this like separation thing that they do like to I'm horny and... but I want to stay home and get fed. <laughs> yes. They sleep 23 hours a day instead of 22 like right like regular right. dogs. Yeah, it was really interesting. So um we're going to put a link to it. I think we'll remember. We'll try to remember to do that. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's it's worth a read, but I I definitely had <laughs> I wanted to talk about it because I had that experience for sure with with Eddie. I didn't I I didn't come into Molly's life until she was a couple years old, so she was already past that point. But he was a tricky puppy and a very tricky um teenager dog. Um he has calmed down quite a bit since then, but he was really tough to deal with and he tried to run away. Like he <laughs> he yeah. actually did. Like he did once when I had to chase him through the neighborhood in my pajamas and bare feet. Um, and I got him back, but he was just, you know, just had this urge to roam. And I think that's how I ended up with him to begin with. Cause he was just trotting along the side of the street mm. with a collar on. So I think he busted out of somebody's, somebody's yard or whatever. Um, I don't know, Mike, have you found, you've had much more experience with dogs than me. Do you find this to be true with younger dogs? Um, eh, we got Abby when she was, I think a teenager and she did a lot of testing <laughs> A lot mm-hmm. of pushing. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, when when we met her, uh, 
Emily was just charmed because she like, you know, untied Emily's shoes and just looked all sweet and all her pictures were great. And then we, we got her. And then three days later, Emily would hated the dog. She just, Oh no. (laughs) She just wanted, wanted Abby gone. They were at odds and Abby was ruining everything, you know, just, eating things and breaking I know that things feeling <laughs> costing us a lot of money but uh but Emily does like she likes bad boys uh and then I I, I mean obviously yeah <laughs> look at her track does record she like bad girls too is apparently she does cuz that's her <laughs> Abby is the you know her moon and stars and Abby is a bad bad girl so. <laughs> she never grew out she and that. eddie got along famously yeah. oh yeah they were thick as thieves those two yes. yep were peas in a pod yeah. i know you know i like theoretically love a bad dog because they're like funny i don't like barky dogs no. that's like my trigger just because yeah. i i like it just my i'm too sensitive to noise but i love kind of a rambunctious dog uh but living with one is is yeah yeah it's, it's, it's costly ass. It, it yeah. can be very costly for a while because yep. they, they do calm down and she doesn't really do anything to cost us money anymore. But there were there were a couple of years where if you kept a ledger, I mean, <laughs> uh, she's don't do been that. Maybe our costliest pet. Yeah. Uh, and well, he never really destroyed things. He was just and he didn't bark that much either, except, well, when we were helping you move, Mike, he barked more than I'd ever heard him bark in my life because we would vanish out of view every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. That was his anxiety is like not being able to see us. There were bunnies um, inside, outside. I mean, it was. And uh, bunnies. Yeah, there was, was a lot. He was an anxious little guy. Stimulation. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, you know, he didn't ever chew shoes or anything. You know, he oh, didn't destroy good. things. So, so that was, that was one good thing about that. But he was just a behavior challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so what's going down at the ranch, Mike? What's the, what's the pet situation? Let me give you the whole rundown. I, I'd never really had pets. Um, I'm, when I was married before we had a a couple of cats, um, uh, Jim Mora was our black cat and, uh, Ironhead (laughs) Hayward was, uh, our white cat. Um, so, cause my wife was a Saints fan, of course. Yeah. So I had cats that back then, but I'd never had a dog. We we had a dog when I was a little kid, but I, I don't remember the dog at all. And we lived on a very busy street. We lived on Main Street in Bellevue, Washington. And our dog uh, didn't didn't last long. Uh, his name was Thud, which was appropriate because that's, <laughs> that's how he came came to an end. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So but. So I I meet Emily and she has these two, for me, very large, aggressive looking dogs. They are uh, uh, Pitbull and Boxer mixes. So just energy, just like vibrating off these dogs. If if you've ever had like a Boxer, it's like, you know, Pitbull's not not quite as much, but they kind of had the look, you know, they they had the look of, of a Pitbull, but the body of a Boxer. So... Um, Frank was the love of Emily's life. Uh, they, these guys were brothers, by the way, they, they were litter mates, which, um, most people tell you don't adopt litter mates cause they have weird dynamics and all that. But, um, Emily and, uh, her boyfriend, uh, they were 
at a coffee shop and they saw a picture of the dogs as puppies and it said uh you know like do you want to adopt these dogs and it had like a little tear sheet or something and and she just took it down you know she just took the whole paper yeah she just took it <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're mine <laughs> right so these dogs had been abandoned you know in, in some bushes in a park or something and and so uh, mm, uh that's evil yeah so so uh so they adopted the, the dogs and and uh they conveyed to Emily after the relationship. Um, so Frank, uh, Frank and Jack and, uh, Frank was the love of Emily's life as, as I would say, cause he was a bad guy. He was a bad dog. Uh, he could slip a leash like nobody's business. Um, he slipped a leash on me once and killed a cat right in front of me. Uh, <sighs> but he's a beautiful dog. Uh, one of the prettiest dogs I've ever seen. Uh, uh, nicknames for for uh, Frank, just one, Fwanky. Hey, Fwanky, and I never called him that. Just that was Emily. And so, the rare it's rare around here to have one nickname. And, uh, of course, so, yeah. So you know she loved him when it stopped at one nickname. Jack, his littermate, was my soulmate. Um, he didn't know it. But after a year or two, I would just hold his head because he was a very nervous guy. Um, I would hold his head in my hands and just look into his eyes and just tell him, it's okay. It's all right. Poor baby. And and we ended up being, you know, best friends because both of us like to have the same day every day. <laughs> we don't like things to go out of routine. We want everything, you know, boom, boom, boom. The trains are running on time, and this is what happens at this time and this time and this time. So he was such a sweet guy, and he, and and I I provided guidance and love in his life. I mean, Emily loved Jack, but she didn't understand it. So I did. So now I'm all in on dogs. I will never not have a dog. Uh, those guys died uh, a while back. Frank was eight when he died. He had a very fast-moving like lymphoma. That's yeah. too young. Uh, yeah, but but I guess these the, these type these breeds of dogs they don't last uh, as long as they're susceptible to that. Yeah, yeah. Others, uh, yeah. Jack had a very complicated um, um, uh, okay. We already had Abby. When 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 Jack died, uh, he 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 and Abby had a weird relationship. He would um, hump the air above her. Uh, <laughs> she didn't even really know what was going on, but it was important to him to center her butt. He would reach down like center her butt, even though he wasn't even close to making contact with his with his nethers. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, so they had a strange, strange relationship. Isn't that a dominance thing? Yeah, he and Frank used to do it to each other, you know, yeah. all day long, and you know, uh, cool, <laughs> right, right, awesome. <laughs> he he did it to Ginger once, uh, or he did it to her a lot, and then one day we came home and he had a giant hole in his leg where Ginger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's Ginger like, stood Fuck up off. for herself yeah. for once. She huh? does not. She was like not down mm-hmm. with that. 
because she could like feel it, you know, when Abby was like, she's out patrolling the fence and Jack's running around behind her, like humping the air. So she doesn't even well, know what's going on. they're significantly different sizes, <laughs> right, Abby right. and Ginger are. Right, right. Abby a dachshund, you know, she's like 17 inches tall and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Jack uh, walking tall like a boxer. Um, so he was, uh, he was about eight and a half years old and he and, uh, Abby got out in the yard and, um, oh no, actually he had a, he had a cone on his head for some medical reason. And these doves would like somehow get into our screened in porch <laughs> and he used the cone to trap the dove against one of the screens. <laughs> and so I'm, I see this and I, I, I run out there cause I had legs at the time. And, um, <clears throat> he's, he's got the dove and he's running out in the yard and I'm trying to get it away from him. It's dead, but I don't want him to eat it, you know, or, and it's just, there's blood everywhere. It's, it's just a fucking mess. Abby's running around behind him. Like this is the most exciting thing that's happened in her young life at the time. <laughs> and, uh, the dove's heart. I see the dove's heart hit the ground. Oh. Oh, oh, what? Abby eats it. Oh, oh, I'm sure it's a delicacy. Cause that's what she does. <laughs> and then I get to Jack and I'm, you know, I'm peeling back this cone and I'm trying to get the dove out of his mouth. And he's so excited. He swallows it. Oh. Or what, or what there was of it is still in his mouth. He's, God. He swallowed it. So, <laughs> Um, Emily's on the road during this, by the way. Uh, she's not, she's not at home. So I have to call her and tell her what's happening. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're like, and I, I think I call the vet and they're saying, well, keep an eye on him, you know? Oh. And so the next day, uh, I let him outside and he's under the picnic table and he will not come out. He is not feeling his freshest. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm trying to lure him out, you know, treats and whatever. But he's not coming out, and I, I'm just about to tip the picnic table over and just to grab him and take him to the vet. But he comes yeah. out, and and I I get him to the vet, and they take they take the X-rays and and they say, uh, yeah, he's he's feeling sick from that dove but it's it's all right he's gonna pass that but he had some horrible like cyst attached to his like lungs and heart you know (laughs) yeah 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 it's like oh you know and it turned out like there's there's really nothing we could do they said it was like a twenty five thousand dollar um experimental operation at texas a&m to see if they might be able to remove it without harming him but you know it was they didn't hold out much hope for even that. So they just said, well, he's going to be fine until he's not, you know? And, and so he had been, we'd had him on a, like a restricted diet and cause he had all these, he had health problems and all that. And, and, uh, but when they gave him his death sentence, we were like, okay, well he can eat whatever he wants now. And he was way happier. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. He, yeah. he never had a sick day in his life. And then one day Emily was, walking him and i was at work and and uh he just went down that was it yeah so i came home and uh, we took him to uh we took him to the emergency vet place because that's where they can do the you know 
remains and all that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I remember uh, he was in the back of of the the van that I had, and and uh, and Emily said, "You should hug him." And I was like, "What?" You know, he's dead. You know, and she said, "Do it." And I hugged him, and he was like limp. And he was, you know, he was, because when you hug him when he was alive, he, he would stiffen up. But once he was deceased, it was like, you know. He took it. Yeah. Obviously. It was great. It was great. So, that was Jack. Uh, Abby, we already discussed. Uh, she is now, let me dry my eyes here. Abby's eight and a half now. We got her when she was like, you know, one, one and a half, something like that, maybe two. So she was that teenager that we talked about. Um, she was very charming, and then it, she she became <laughs> alarming, and then she went back to charming eventually. Uh, <laughs> she refers to herself in the third person all the time, and she hates uh, kits. She hates kits. Oh, yeah. Um, her nicknames, Sniz, uh, which was an early nickname because she acted like, uh, a cunt. So sorry for the language, but <laughs> she was nicknamed Sniz, uh, Snizzer, Snizzeroo, Snizmaster General. Um, <laughs> the disownership of her uh, back at that point led to a, a new nickname, which became her, like, I think it's her, her government now, which is Abigail Frizzell, because uh, Emily didn't want anything to to do with her <laughs> legally. This is not a colon. Yeah, yeah. Abigail Frizzell. And she still is called Abigail uh, Frizzell in this house. But somehow as she grew on Emily and became the apple of her eye, um, she has rebranded herself by talking about herself in the third person as Sugar Puss. Or Sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's been a very successful rebranding uh, campaign. <laughs> She's like Madonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she keeps reinventing herself. So uh, her running Padna, uh, Ginger, um, uh, her nicknames, uh, she is a, uh, uh, like a, I don't know, what would you call her? A golden retriever lab type uh, yeah. something. She, we, uh, she was a stray. She, we got her, the, there's a town nor, um, north of here called Liberty Hill and uh, a couple of ladies found her wandering out there and she was tremendously fat and she was really weak as well. And they called her squishy. Um, and after we got her, I, I think she'd been like caged or something and just fed. And that was it. Cause she didn't have any skills. She's scared of everything. She's scared of men. She's still scared of me when I'm standing. Um, you know, it's sad because um, I only, you know, beat her like once a week. I mean, you'd think she'd get oh, used to that. Stop. She got to be afraid of. <sighs> it's it's disappointing after all these years that that she doesn't uh, she hasn't quite warmed up to me. But um, she's Ging, Gingy Cat. Uh, hey, beautiful is what I like to call her. Move. Ginger is not always. A, always. <laughs> you know, she's gonna be the death of me. Um, and speaking of that. We have a bunny that almost killed me uh, <laughs> one time. His name is Branson. He's seven and a half years old. Ginger's 12, by the way. Uh, Branson's uh, 
seven and a half years old. I don't have any idea whether that's really old or like he's just a baby. I I don't know domestic bunnies. He's a California, so he's like a like a fat white guy, you know, with uh, with uh, dark ears. So they're they're I think they're 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 eating bunnies. They're sold for you know food, but. Mm-hmm. He does the eating. He doesn't get eaten. Um, <laughs> he eats drywall, right? He eats drywall. Uh, he ate, he almost ate uh, the first house that I lived in in Austin. He almost ate everything below. <laughs> uh, Within bunny reach. <laughs> everything below a foot off the ground. Yeah, we had to really get that all that patched up before we sold the house. But he's in cage. He's in a cage now. Um, his name, for the most, he's got a luxurious cage, if I recall. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, Emily sets. This bunny him up, lives in style. He, Emily sets him up real nice. Right now, he takes up most of the mountain room. Sometimes you'll hear him having sneezing fits during the show. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, last night he took down about fifty cherries. So I just see a little container with all the pits, <laughs> and he has over there, and he has like a. A very uh, red mustache uh, right now. Aww. Um So uh, uh, his nicknames. Uh, oh, oh, he almost killed me because when he used to run free in the house, um, I got up in the morning to let the dogs out, and I went to sleep on the couch. And when I heard the dogs bark, I went to get up and let him back in, and I realized the bunny was right underneath one of my feet I was going to plant, and I did not plant it, and I fell down and put a massive hole in the in the wall uh, so which really bothered cullen until we fixed it i mean he just could <laughs> every time he came over he just like all he could look at was the hole could have been a perfect opportunity for him to learn how to patch drywall yeah yeah but i i'm not the guy to teach him because uh, i don't know um so his nicknames for the most part we call him bun i call him bunsen burner and bundesliga Sometimes, um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, we're getting there. Edith. Now we're on. Now we're under these cats. Edith is four and a half years old. These are um, a- Downton Abbey names, by the way. Edith Branson Abbey. Um, right. Ginger was named for her color. Edith is a calico. Uh, she's a highly sexualized cat. Uh, they say <laughs> she's been fixed. I, I don't believe it. I do not believe it. <laughs> You can pet her. You can get all up in her stomach with pets. She's never scratched me since we got her. She's the sweetest girl in the world. And she's so pretty and nice. And uh, The problem is she... She's tiny. She's, she's a tiny She's at about eight pounds. Yeah. And yeah. she's a super sweet, sweet girl. However, she's so highly sexualized. And she doesn't come after me. I can get her riled up. But she goes after Emily. Um, she gets up on Emily's chest uh, and tries to like get a, an angle on her arm. I think her upper arm, and she humps. What? She humps Emily for like, Ugh. and this lasts for some, I don't know half hour, hour, and some stamina. Yeah. So we call her Pud for the most part. We don't call her Edith. She's Pud, but when she's doing that, um. Because of Downton Abbey, like her lineage, we try to class up her her sexualization by calling her like Lady Humpscurry. <laughs> Lady Humpscurry to see you, madame. Are you taking visitors? And Emily's like, no. 
She's <laughs> <laughs> gross and weird. <clears throat> okay, so now we're down to the new guy. Um, William Percival Easley Jr. the third. He is a uh, flame point uh, Siamese cat, um, which uh, Siamese are talkative, and he's talkative. Um, he's... He's the color of the bathtub ring and cat and hat. This is all what Emily put on the spreadsheet here. Um, <laughs> or what I said uh, <clears throat> was that he looks like he was washed with a red cat, like some tiny red cat. And you get him out of the dryer and you go, oh, how did that red cat get in with my white cat? Because he's just like this hue that's off, you know? I don't know. Um, we both uh, have have checkered pass in florida he's from orlando uh i rob banks in orlando um our story our relationship still unfolding we have a complicated relationship because he's sort of a dangerous guy uh emily says he's man enough to wear a pink collar which he does <laughs> he has cat hands big enough to palm a basketball which he does which is when he when you have claws like him that those oh it's it's dangerous um it, Emily said uh, he's from Orlando. He was on death row for a ringworm. They were going to kill him in like a day or two. Yeah. Uh, we we got him. We got his um, adoption fee waived uh, because of the ringworm. And and uh, for all I know, he he's been cured. Uh, Always after a bargain, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We went to the bottom shelf uh, for our cat, but he's very pretty. Uh, he's awesome. His nicknames. Um, Percy, Percy LePants, Mr. Pants, uh, Mr. and Mr. Kitty. And that's the rundown. He's two years old now. Uh, he's still, still trouble. Still trouble. <laughs> Teenage cats. Man. If there had been an article about that, uh, <laughs> Meredith, you probably would have thrown oh. out all your science. You'd have been like, I have anecdotal. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough for an analysis. Right, right, right. You have your yeah. own. <laughs> A big enough sample yep. size at home. Yep. Um, yeah. I guess I'll go next, huh? Because yeah. I have the next largest menagerie. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? How many you got? I have three cats. And oh, keep, you know, this this might be a trivia question someday in the future. So take that. <laughs> um, right. Oldest to youngest. Um, I've got Wonky. And Wonky, um, I think she is about 15. I'm not sure about that. Um, this is just based on when I got her, which was the summer of 2007. I was in, um, I was in grad school and I was living in the bottom half of a, of a, um, a house that had been carved into apartments. And I had, I think two cats at that point. And, um, she came up to my door with this this ginger boy and they were begging for food clearly and of course I'm a sucker so I gave them food <laughs> and I picked her up and I noticed that she was obviously nursing a litter of kittens so I was like okay I can't take her away from her kittens so I let her go um because I didn't want the kittens to die and I thought she'll come back if she wants to and of course she kept coming back although her boyfriend didn't um I guess he just flew the coop didn't mm. want to face the responsibility probably a drummer <laughs> yeah yeah um and she was in rough shape when I got her. Um, she had 
terrible stomach problems. She didn't really know how to use a litter box. She had clearly been living kind of outside, but wasn't feral. And a couple, I don't know, like a week after I took her in, I had a knock on my door and it was this lady who lived down the street, who was pregnant, visibly pregnant, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> came up to my door and she's like, I heard you got my cat. And I was like, oh, she, she's your cat. Um, well, um, she's, she's pretty sick. And I took her, cause I took her to the vet. I think I took her in on a Sunday and I had to find a vet that was open on a Sunday, which was a nightmare. Um, God. Of course, so, it's a Sunday. It's yeah, always a Sunday. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in, she, and I had gotten her all patched up, and I spent money I didn't have on her. And, and so I was sort of feeling possessive about this cat, and I wasn't ready to give her back to this lady who clearly wasn't taking care of her or herself. Um, so I, I was sort of cagey about it. And I was like, yeah, she's here. And she's like, well, you can keep her. She's a pain in the ass. <laughs> okay (laughs) Uh, and I learned that she had been letting her come and go obviously Mm. what hadn't fixed her clearly and was just feeding her like hamburger helper um she made a point of telling me about the hamburger helper like she would just make a plate of whatever she was feeding herself or her kid and then give it some to the cat which explains her stomach problems so this poor girl and I was like well I'm not I'm not giving her back and she didn't seem to care so that was that and um she had an ear infection on the first visit to the vet and that, that was pretty obvious and you know, it's pretty easy to take care of. And I was giving her drops and I hadn't really thought of a name for her yet, but she was, this ear infection was persistent and it wasn't going away. And I kept having to do more rounds of drops and, um, she kept walking around with the, her ear kind of cocked to the side and I kept going, girl, you got a wonky ear. And that's where her name came from. <laughs> it sort Aww. of just stuck. Um, and eventually the ear infection cleared up, her stomach cleared up, she was happy and healthy, and then I was at, well, what was I doing? I was, she was standing on the counter of my bathroom in my apartment, and I saw this green ooze starting to come out of her ear, and I was like, Ugh. and of course it's a Sunday, or, you know, Saturday or something, yep. and I'm freaking out. My sister-in-law is a is an emergency vet tech, and I, I called her, and I was like, this is what's going on, and she's like, I don't know what that is. It's like, what? <laughs> that's not that's not reassuring at all. <laughs> so I took her to the vet, of course, as soon as I could. Um, I think we went to emergency and she had a polyp in her ear canal that had ruptured her eardrum. And that's what that oh. was. So oh. I had to spend my I got you know, I, I was I'm in terrible student debt and part of it is because I took a little extra that semester so I could afford to get her laparoscopic ear surgery at a specialty vet oh for gosh. like seventeen hundred dollars that I didn't have. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I've the, she's definitely the most expensive cat, but the trade-off is that she's been the easiest. Hmm. Here she comes. She heard me talking about her. Um, she's like, oh, me. Her <laughs> and now she's just the chillest, easiest, calmest, you know, just sleeps all day, chill girl in the world. And despite her advanced age, which it's just a guess based on what the vet thought she was when, when I first brought her in, they figured she was about a year old. So... That's just sort of the assumption. She's 14 or 15. Um, and she's she's showing no signs of, of, like, slowing down, getting old. She has bad teeth, but she's always had bad teeth. She has to get a dental cleaning every year and has, you know, maybe half of her teeth left. But that's the only way that you would ever be able to tell that she's old. Um, she jumps. She runs. She plays. She is very active when she wants to be. And she's very lovey and sweet. 
Um, she doesn't want to have anything to do with the boys. She's kind of a solitary cat, and I think she might be a little happier if she was the only cat in the house. Um, she kind of doesn't put up with bullshit. And it's my children's they... lives. They're like pissed that they have a sibling. Yeah, she doesn't want to be around them. And if they so much as like brush up against her, you, she just screams bloody murder. And it, you know, at first I thought they were hurting her, but I've seen it happen, and they don't do anything. They don't touch her. She just hates them and wants them to die. <laughs> yeah, when when, but, when our cats, uh, they roll up and down the house uh, just brawling, you know. No, yeah. no, no, you know, no claws out. But um, uh, Edith makes a sound like uh, some sort of European um, uh, police car pulling you over, you know, like <laughs> Interpol, you know. Yeah. And nobody's getting hurt, but it's all some weird fucking sounds. She does like Halloween cat shrieks. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's bloody murder. You'd think she was get, getting killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but it, they're not even touching no. her. You know, she just hates them. They're having fun. Um, That's cool. Yeah. But there's, you, you learn the difference when you have multiple cats. You learn the difference between fighting and playing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it can be hard to tell sometimes because the, the, bo- like the boys love to wrestle. I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, Next. Rattle. Yeah. She doesn't have a time. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the nicknames and, and they do have a lot, but they all kind of center around their names. So she's like Wonkers or Wonky Pants or sure. Wonkertons or, you know, they, yeah. they all kind of revolve around her name. <laughs> Wonky Bonky Boo. Um, Obviously. She yeah. doesn't answer to any of it. She doesn't care. <laughs> um, and despite all the, the, the sacrifices and the, the things I've done for her, she loves Gregory more than anybody in the world. Ugh, um, uh. She's just totally his and he is hers and i just have to watch sulkingly from the side yep i know the feeling (laughs) she could be dead i mean she'll sleep in my lap if i'm the only option but like if he comes home she'll be dead asleep and she'll wake up and go sit in his Ah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right that's my relationship with cupcake yeah Yeah. it's not a great feeling you'll do you'll do i spent so much money on her It's going to be interesting to see how far into the next few weeks she realizes I'm her only choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all you got, buddy. So. Better learn to live with it. Um, next in the order is Link. And Link is about eight years old. He's an orange and white, weird-looking dude with a bullseye face. He's Emily's favorite cat, oh, yeah. I think, despite... Um, is he bad? Her, her... Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. So there you go. She loves him. Although he's... He's got a contender for a bad boy. I think we might have a Yeah. I don't know. A new a new title holder. A new yeah, a new title owner um in Bear. But Link um came about when Duff was driving to work one day. It was the summer of twenty twelve and it was I think it's just been eight years. I got the, the Facebook memories like yesterday. So I think this is his gotcha versary. Um, he was uh, on an overpass on um, over the Lodge Highway in Detroit, and he was driving to work, and it was a, from the surface street about to get onto the highway, and it curves around, and there was nobody else around, thankfully, because it was Detroit, and it was 2012, and nobody was here. So you could pretty much do whatever you wanted down the roads at that point. Um, it's not really the case anymore, but back then you could. And so there was nobody, and he pulled his car to the side. He saw this orange blur run in front of his car. He pulled over, and he had like a a Tupperware box of tools or something in, in his trunk. And he, he pulled that out and scooped this cat up in this little tiny kitten. Um, and the kitten had, oh. he, he had reared up and hissed at him. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, scary. 
And I was getting to work really early at that point. I still do, but um, I was already at work and he called me on my office line and he's like, um, I've got a kitten in the car. (laughs) I'm not sure what to do. I was like, oh God. All right. So, and he had a meeting of course. And so I had to drop what I was doing and leave work and go meet him at the vet so he could take his, his meeting and, or his call or whatever in the car. So I, you know, I figured, okay, this is a cat all by himself, um, old enough to be weaned from his mom. So he's probably got worms he's probably and you know he might have feline leukemia which is sort of like cat aids and it's it's they can certainly live long uh, happy lives with it but um it's kind of a death sense if they end up at a shelter so I was like if he's got leukemia you know I don't know what to do because my other I had other cats and they were vaccinated but I was sort of torn and I was like let's just see what kind of shape he's in and he was of course perfectly healthy he he had some fleas and some worms but that's easily taken care of and he's just so the best of us well you know (laughs) doctor um my cats have better health care than most people, as I've <laughs> said before. Uh, so patched him up, and I fell in love with him, like, immediately. And uh, he was just a sweet little love bug, um, but a monster. You know, he was yeah. um, maybe 12 weeks old when we found him. And I was calling the vet, I don't know, starting at 16 weeks probably every day. Is it too early to fix him? Can we fix him yet? Can we fix him yet? Can we please, 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 please fix him? Because that calms them down a little bit. And he was yeah. just a uh, he was just hell on wheels. He was just amazingly bad. Um, and he has calmed down a little bit, but not much. <laughs> um, he was just awful. He would destroy everything, climb into everything. I just, I hadn't had a kitten, I don't think, in my adult life at that point. Because Wonky was pretty much an adult when I got her. And I was just shocked at how how much mischief they can get into and how bad they could be and how dangerous things are for them. And I just had to watch, it was like, um, it wasn't like having a baby, but it was sort you know, I had to watch him every second or he yeah. was going to get into something and knock stuff over or break stuff or eat something he wasn't supposed to eat. He would, but you know, eat through bags of bread to get at the bread. He would <laughs> eat strawberries. He would eat lettuce. He would eat spit, you know, anything he would, he was just like, you know, I think from his year years, his week maybe of being alone and hungry, um, has ca- had caused him to just be obsessed with food, and he's still pretty food obsessed. Um, so he will eat any kind of people food that he can get his hands on. So I have to be really careful about what I leave on the counter and things like that. So that's Link. Um, he and uh, the late great Stephen were best buds, and when Stephen died a couple of years ago, Link got he was like noticeably depressed mm. and sad. And because Wonky didn't want to be his friends, she hates him. Um, and I was feeling bad about it. And I, you know, two cats is a good number of cats to have. And I didn't really want to get a third. And then my friend Emily showed me this picture on her phone. She came over one day, and it was this little tiny black kitten who looked like a bear cub. And <laughs> I was like, oh, he looks like Steven, kind of. And Link is lonely. And maybe I should. <sighs> maybe I should go meet this kitten. And, and I, so I got into contact with the lady who, who had 99% who had chance of, of uh, kitten, uh, kitten uh, acquiring. My dumb ass thought for sure. Like until I got there, I was like, I'm just going to see him. I'm just going to meet him. You know? <laughs> no way. Sure, sure. This so is stupid. the the car dealership philosophy, right? Anyone who walks onto a car dealership lot is ready to buy a car or else why the hell would they be there? Yeah. 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 What was I doing? I drove all the way out. This isn't going to mean anything to you, but I drove quite a ways. He, he, he was found in Clinton Township, which is like, a, I don't know, 45 minutes north of Detroit. And so I was driving in rush hour, and it was just awful. And I, 
I knew a little bit about him. I knew that this this woman had a friend of my friends had found him in her backyard. She had pit bulls, and one of the pit bulls was like, "Mom, mom, mom, there's something here," you know, like letting her know that there was something that he found. And none of them heard him. They just located him and let let her know. So they must have been pretty well trained. And she was a vet tech, so she knew what to do. And she 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 saw this tiny little kitten, and she's like, "Okay, you know, the mom is probably moving them and." She she waited for a while to see if the mom would come back, but it was October, I think. Or no, it wasn't October, September. And um, it was getting chilly, and it was getting to be nighttime, and so eventually, after a few hours of the mom not coming back, she took him in. And and he was so little, he had to be bottle-fed. I think he was about two weeks old at that point. And she couldn't really handle all that, plus her dogs, and she was working full-time, and she was, like, sneaking him into work so she could feed him. <laughs> and so she was really kind of desperate to find somebody to take care of him. And I didn't know that he was still bottle-feeding. I didn't know he was that tiny still. And so she was basically like, here's all his stuff, and here's his bottle, and here's how you do it. And I was like, no, no, I just wanted to... Okay. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> oh, master selling job by this person. They just closed you and you didn't even know it. You know? Yeah, she just started How many uh, how many cats can uh, we put you into today? Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I didn't I was so dumb about this that I didn't even bring a carrier with me oh, and so gosh. she just gave me the carrier that she had because she didn't Oh, need I was going to say the cargo shorts that she'd been wearing into work to <laughs> to hide the cat. And he was so cute. And I'd never, I'd never bottle fed a kitten before. Um, so no. it was an interesting experience. And awesome. I took, I think I worked from home the first week that I had him because he had to be fed every two hours. Although he slept through the night. I put a, I put him in um, a dog crate in the bedroom because um, I didn't want him to be around the other cats until I could get him checked out by the vet. And um, so I had an appointment for that. So the first week he was in his little cage and it also kept him safe, right? It kept him from, like, crawling underneath things and and getting stuck or lost or whatever. So he was happy in there. It was huge for him because he was, like, a tiny little infant. And um, he he woke me up the first night for food and never again. Like, he slept through the wow. night the whole rest of his Dream baby. babyhood. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I had – it was just – it was it – was, really fun um right off the bat to to like raise him by hand i'd never done it before but i i learned and i i i read a lot on um i'm going to talk about her later but the kitten lady has a lot of resources on her website about um hand raising kittens and so uh and then i took him to the vet and he was healthy and it was it was a really great experience i i was determined that i was going to have this kitten not be afraid of the car so I would take him with me on errands just to get him used to the car. I would feed him in the car. Um, he was he was too young for treats um, for the most part then, but he didn't care about being in the car at all. And at this point, I was going to, it was October, um, and I had to go to the memorial of a friend of mine um, who had died. A friend of mine from high school died a couple of years ago, and he was a basketball player and a coach, and they resurfaced and renovated the basketball courts at the park um, near where I grew up with him, and um, it was at the park near where we grew up, and they renamed it, the, the basketball courts for him, and there was like a dedication and a gathering. And Gregory was out of town and that weekend, and I was like, I have to go to this thing, but I can't leave this kitten for that long because Grand Rapids is a two-hour drive, and 
So he would have been alone most of the day. And I was like, well, I can't do that. So I took him with me. And I had him in the carrier the whole time in the car. And he was just sweet as can be. He would play or he would sleep. And then I had a sling that I would wear around my shoulders. Um, and he would sleep in the sling. And I wore that around the house to carry him around the house with me. And he was so he was used to being in that. So the whole time at the memorial, I had him wrapped around my my shoulders and he just slept the whole time and then afterwards we 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 all uh, went to the picnic tables and had cider and donuts and i pulled him out and fed him a bottle and he was the star of the show i didn't (laughs) want to like take the attention away so i checked with his i checked with mike his name was mike i checked with his wife beth and i was like just so you know i can put him back in his carrier in the car for the the end part she's like don't worry about it it's totally fine because i was like i'm not stealing the thunder away from him mike you're like the person you're the person with like the ferret on your shoulder make this about me yeah i was riding a unicycle the whole time Mm -hmm. Um, but nobody cared so it was it was a delight and you know a lot of my friends from high school had their kids with them and they wanted to feed him a bottle and pet him and stuff and so he was the star of the show and he he gained a lot of fans that way my friend jose was like like his eyes just turned into saucers when he saw him (laughs) (laughs) it's like and he's still obsessed with bear like every time i post a picture it's jose is just all over it on facebook um so he was a big hit um and that that was really fun but i Something, ha- I don't know if it was just like eventually a trip to the vet kind of spooked him. Now he's terrified of the car like every other cat is. Oh. So that kind of failed and I'm kind of bummed about that. Bear is a, Bear's a unique guy. He and Link are friends. So mission accomplished in that regard. They wrestle and play and they groom each other. Um, but Bear's kind of a solitary guy. And I thought like hand raising them, he'd be super attached to me. And he is sort of, but in a cat way where it's when he decides he wants to be friendly to me otherwise he could just take me or leave me yeah he's not he's not a road dog there's a reason no dog is is in that phrase yes (laughs) and i have had cats like that he's actually named i had a cat named bear when i was a teenager who was such a such a bro that like you almost thought you were talking to a person like if he was on a couch you'd be like bear get down from the couch and he'd look at you and he'd get down from the couch or, you know, my parents' um, houses were, I don't know, maybe eight blocks from each other, and I would walk from one to the other, and Bear would follow me, and I would, he would be, like, maybe half a block behind me, and I had to cross one busy street, so I would wait for him to catch up, pick him up, take him across the street, and then put him back down, and he would go to my mom's house with me, wait outside until I was done doing whatever I was doing, and then walk back to my dad's house with me. He was kind of the, he was kind of like, you know, I feel like people have, like, maybe one animal that is, like, their... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like their soulmate animal. And I think yeah. that, that he was mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been a little bit sad lately. Like I thought maybe this bear would be that, but he isn't. And it's probably because I already had that. And yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah. That bear was wonderful. Um, he was a gray, big old gray cat. But um, bear is, is a sweetheart in his own way. When he decides he wants to cuddle, he is extremely cuddly and extremely lovey. And if Gregory is holding him, he will actually reach his arms out to me to be held. Oh, gosh. And he'll, you know, he wants to be slung over my shoulder and I can carry him around like that um, endlessly. But if he wants to be by himself and he's done with me, then he's just off (laughs) wherever he wants to to go. Yeah. But that's cats, you know. Yeah. Teenager. He is kind of a teenager. He will, let's see, he must He'll be turning two, I think. We decided, I think, arbitrarily that his birthday was the middle of September. Um, so he'll be he'll be two in a month. Never forget. Sorry. <sighs> yep. Hmm. 
So that's my kitties. Oh, um, Bobby, since you have an actual kitty, you go next. It's a it's a steep drop here from the first two to us, isn't it? <laughs> no, I really is. <laughs> Uh, so I have cupcake. We, you know, cupcake. We've talked about cupcake a lot. You know, domestic short hair, gray, old lady. She's probably ten or eleven now. We think so. Uh, she was she was guest guesstimated at five when we adopted her. Um, the story of her adoption was quite simple. Sam wanted a cat. Like most things in this house, we go kind of uh, cliche with these kinds of conversations. She says she wants something. I say no. She says she wants something. I say no. About 500 times later, I say maybe. I say fine. Go to the shelter. Just take a look. Let me know. So she Mm. does. And then she says, you got to come back and meet this cat. So she went and went to the SPCA and sat on the floor and they let the cats out of the cages. And some were interested in her and some weren't. And Cupcake, who had been there a long time, much like, you know, Mike appreciates a bargain. Cupcake was a <laughs> Cupcake was a half price adoption because she'd been there so long. She's a woohoo deal yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, a, think, I think I won those, out though. Some of the uh, stickers and you can see how much she, the original sticker price was. Yeah, None of my no, cats had any introductory fees. Right. They were all free. Yeah. <laughs> The interest rates are rough, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, she sat down and Cupcake just went into her lap and stayed there. Aww. And that's how she knew that was the cat that we Aww. needed. And she had had some some, nice job some small medical issues when she got to the shelter. She had been brought in by someone. The story is somebody had found her. A family had found her. But they had allergies, so they couldn't keep her or something like that. But they had named her Brownie. Hmm. Except she's gray, <laughs> mm-hmm. not brown. Mm-hmm. So when she got to the shelter, they changed it from brownie to cupcake. And cupcake had already been my nickname for Sam. Oh, So that was convenient. I only have to remember one nickname. It's like the way Mike has all of his anniversaries and stuff lined up. Got it up. all lined up. <laughs> 55, 50, and 10. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so obviously we fell in love immediately and she's, she's quiet most of the time, but she'll let out a loud old lady meow once in a while. And she, um, she's fluctuated in weight a lot through the years. She gets a little, she's still pretty hefty. Haven't we all? Right. Exactly. (laughs) She swings up and down a few pounds every couple of years and she's, she's got kidney issues. So now she's on special kidney food and, uh, take some supplements when we can get her to take them. Uh, we're currently stirring powdered pill supplements into little bits of pumpkin or applesauce or tuna juice. I do that too. Yeah. We're trying to get a little variety in there with that. And then when we're home, she gets wet food. And when she's not the, the robot machine, who I think is her favorite person, yeah, uh, spits out a quarter cup of food twice a day. <laughs> yeah. That sound. I mean, no, no <laughs> that thing, Whoosh. they go yeah. flying from wherever they are. I got a, an auto feeder to try because Okay, so all three of them are um, in a conspiracy to deprive me of sleep. And this is one of the reasons you guys know I go to bed at like 930. Yep. It's because they wake me up at about five. Um, they yeah. put their, I keep them out of the bedroom, otherwise I'd never get any sleep. But they put their paws under the door and shake the door on its hinges and scream and scream and scream. So they want. it's because I feed them twice a day. I feed them wet food twice a day. And they want their breakfast, which I understand they've trained me to get up and do this for them. Um, and so I got an auto feeder and I had to buy a three-way splitter for it wow. <laughs> on Amazon, which was 3D printed, which I thought was pretty cool. But it, wor- it works great. Um, 
and uh sounds so like a Pee Wee Herman them. contraption to keep it you from having looks to that get way. Up. I, I like I like that Aiden is making bank on eBay by 3D printing stuff like this for people like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it saved my well, it saved my life for a little while. Now they just enjoy their five AM meal and then start screaming at about six thirty. So I get a little That's bit more better. sleep. Yeah. Right. It's good. Well, I mean, they, they rolled. I mean, this is the thing. Sam's been talking about getting a second cat for a while. And I keep saying, well, but the the food situation is so precarious right now. Mm. Like, how would we ever be able to keep them separate and feed them separate and all that? Uh, and then we talked about a dog, too. Well, it's been well documented on the show that we've been dog curious for a while. And uh, uh, now, because of the circumstances of moving into a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Probably go ahead and wait on. Although, I mean, there are, uh, and it's a. It's a pets only building or a cats only building rather. So oh, oh. <laughs> what if it was a pets oh, only that would be building? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Paw Patrol we apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary and I recently got into another extended conversation about just the the ridiculously poor infrastructure of the Paw Patrol universe. <laughs> it's such a poorly run government. Why is it dependent on dogs and like a child? <laughs> Well, about, speaking of food, I, I mentioned that Link is food insane. Um, I I have to lock him in the small bathroom downstairs off the kitchen to eat. Um, and I've, I've had to do this most of his life mm. because it, he would inhale his food and then he would eat everybody else's, including Molly's, who is a 75-pound dog. Yeah. Um, but sweet as can be, and so she would just let him. She would He would oh. be underneath her legs eating her food while she was eating her food. Um, and I was like, well, that's, she's too sweet to, to put him in his place. So I have to do something about this. So I, I started, lo- I had to, okay. So in my house in Texas, I had those, um, lever handles on the doors mm-hmm. and Link could open them. Mm-hmm. So I would feed him in the bathroom and then he would break out of the bathroom and go eat everybody else's food. So I had to start locking the door with this little like hex key mm-hmm. that comes with the thing. So I had to lock it from the inside and then remember to let him out. And I had to like hang all these little keys on little hooks next to each door. When it was locked, did you hear him ramming, ramming the door with his head? He would still try. He would still try to open the door. Yeah. Between this and the snacks, you had to lock away from Duff. I feel like locks just ruled everything in that house. (laughs) It was a lot of work. There was a lot of balance. You have to feed Duff in one room, and (laughs) I locked him in the other bathroom to eat. So I could eat. Right. You can't just come eat my food, Duff. I'm still eating here. Yeah, the, our, our dogs uh, eat uh, eat their their dinner, their breakfast, and their dinner in less than forty seconds. Uh, of course, if this were mm-hmm. a dog restaurant business, I could turn tables like a motherfucker. But they don't pay for yeah. their meals. So. Uh, so I, I mean, I think I've, I know I've told the story at least once before, maybe twice before, but. Our most, my most traumatic story with Cupcake, uh, she's an indoor cat. Um, you know, she, she clearly survived outside at some point on her own, but I'm pretty sure she has no survival instinct skills at all. So when we were living in our one bedroom apartment in Central Falls, uh, it was on the top floor of a five floor building that used to be a mill and the roof slanted down. So we had, you know, Eve space storage and our little tiny deck was sort of cut out of the roof. So you would walk out these double doors and the roof would be sloping down on either side of you. And then you could look out over the edge and we had a table and some chairs out there and it was, it was a nice little thing and it overlooked the industrial wasteland that is Northern Rhode Island. 
And uh, if you if we weren't careful, Cupcake would hop up onto the chair and onto the table. We didn't realize just how ambitious she was. We would let her out onto the deck, and at one point, she must have hopped up the chair onto the table onto the roof of this wow. five-story mm-hmm. mill, the former mill building. And we're looking around everywhere at, like, midnight. Where the fuck is the cat? It's not that big of an apartment. There aren't that many hiding spaces. <laughs> like, we can't find her anywhere. And despite the fact that she loves Sam infinitely more than she loves me, Sam is pretty calm about all this. And I'm like ready to call the neighborhood watch. Like I'm outside. I've got the laser pointer in one hand and the flashlight in the other. Cause she's, she used to be more laser pointer responsive than she is now. And I'm like, I figure if she's out here somewhere, I can like do this and she'll follow it. And then I will pounce her and grab her and bring her Mm -hmm. back inside and of course, I'm doing all this wondering how she could possibly have survived the drop from this steep five-story roof to the ground. Cats are crazy, so who knows? Maybe there was a way. Maybe she shimmied down somehow. I don't know. Maybe she mission impossible her way from the roof. <laughs> so I'm I'm going out and around and around. I give up in about half an hour, and uh, I I just I'm. I'm freaked out. So the one thing I do before I go to bed is I make these like hastily written notes and I slide them under the door of our neighbors on the floor. I'm just like, if you see anything, know anything, please, by all means, call whatever. Just, you know, we're very worried about our cat. And uh, in the morning, we get a call from our neighbor. We didn't know our neighbors in this building. There were only a few apartments on each floor. Didn't know her at all. And it's this older woman. And she just says, uh, do you, uh, are, are you looking for your fur baby? Ugh. Oh, Ooh, gross. I'm like, yes, let's avoid you yeah, for now. <laughs> yes, I am. She was like, I was just about to leave for work and then I saw your note and I realized she's on my little deck. She had fallen in the next Aww. deck over and couldn't get back out mm. because she didn't have any furniture on hers. And she's like, do you want to come get her? And so I go into this stranger's apartment early in the morning and I, I, just dive on this poor cat on the deck. I put her up in my arms and of course Cupcake is clawing at me and freaking out. <laughs> and I carry her back to our apartment and my arms You're not are, my dad! Yeah, my arms are all clawed up. <laughs> and I was just like, God damn it, fuck you for messing with my emotions like this. And I think it's still the most emotional I've ever been about an animal, even though she was only gone for like six hours. That's really scary. scary. I've been That's in that scary. situation in yeah. the past. It's terrifying. So, the thing to do though is to shake treats to take their like yep. treat bag or whatever. Oh, I tried. I, I, yeah. I, well, I, that wouldn't I, have helped yeah. in this situation because right. she's stuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But so. when they're lost, I mean, they're usually nearby and right. they're just like huddled under a. Loki used to get outside all the time and um, he was half inside, half outside, but only really in the backyard. But he got out the front one time and he was just in the neighbor's bushes, like cowering in fear. You know, he wasn't really lost. Yeah. So I that's think if I made a chewing sound, Abby could, could uh, <laughs> she'd arrive from like six blocks away What's within happening? a minute. Opening like a cheese yeah, packet yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. Huh? She has wanderlust, but uh, her stomach rolls off. <laughs> yeah. We should get bring I down s- the sleeping bag because if Sam starts to go to sleep, Cupcake magically appears to sleep on her head. <laughs> <laughs> I think we this topic came up, the idea of a pet show. We it, We'd been tossing it around for a little while, but... Um, I recommended these melatonin treats last episode. And the reason for that is that Bear has been having these, like, I would, I almost want to call them panic attacks. And they, they intend, they happened for the first time last year. Gregory was out of town and something spooked him in the middle of the night and he 
screamed and tried to come into the bedroom and it was so unlike him that I let him and he was panting and hiding under the blankets and I was like watching him wondering okay do I take him it's two in the morning do I take him to the emergency vet now or wait until the morning and he eventually calmed down and was fine but he slept under the blankets the whole rest of the time and he will event he will occasionally have these again and it intensified when the construction was going on when the when the floors were getting done and it wasn't during they would be down there with a belt sander and all these people down there and a lot of commotion and noise and he'd be up here sleeping peacefully but <laughs> in the night he would get scared um Aww. and i didn't know what to do and i called my vet and she put him on a sedative um, but that only helped so much. And so this was another thing. She also recommended that I call a behaviorist and I had a little like virtual consult with her and she wanted to do a house call that was going to be $600. And I was like, please cat get better. Wow. Just please. <laughs> like, God. this is insane. Um, and so one of the things that I tried was these treats and they've done the trick. Like he hasn't had any episodes since and it's been a few weeks and, um, so far so good but he's I think he's got a little you know a little anxiety um and I'm not sure why I it's got a it's hard to not blame myself since he hasn't had any really experiences that I didn't create for him right (laughs) so in some ways I feel like it's my fault but I'm not sure what I did to cause this and it might just be his personality so don't blame yourself it's hard not to I know I know I mean yeah I don't have a curtain pet, but I have two children well, that, <laughs> <it's a little laughs> bit. Yeah. that I see their little personality quirks. My, um, my mom says that about kids that they're going to turn out the way they're going to turn out no matter yeah. what you do, which I take yeah. as a mild insult. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's like, they've got their personalities regardless of what you want. 100%. So that's um, what I keep telling myself. Well, so I guess like... Um, we're now dwindling down to no pets. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the pet. you I have know. had pets. I have had pets. So I am currently a a dog widow. I guess. Um, I, Your dog I husband know. died. <laughs> My dog. Yeah. Or I, we were in a same sex relationship. But okay. It's, it, um, but okay. So I in I, Texas. God, I know. I grew up always. We always had dogs. We never like. There was very little time in my life that I remember not having a dog. Um, we had Bree was really my dog. She was this, the dumbest um, lab, yellow lab. Like so fat. She ate a rum cake, so many pieces of bacon. I think some thing that was illegal in Texas and still is. <laughs> That was not mine. Um, some cigarettes. I mean, she ate like it, but she lived to be 13 years old, which is kind of wild for like a, a lab. Are labs dumb? I mean, I know they have like, they're used like, as service dogs, but I also hear about dumb labs all the time. <laughs> I mean, okay. So my sister has three labs cause she's a crazy dog person and, and she has a lot of like her house has a lot of land and the dogs roam around there and they're, they're great dogs. And I was I saw them a couple of weeks ago and they're all so like cute, but also dumb. Well, Jimbo's not that dumb, but there's one Albert. He's a, like a white lab. And I just like, you know, you see a face of a dog or a pet and you're just like, yes, you are for me. Albert mm-hmm. and I just like fell in love with each other. It was Aww. just like, he's just a dope, but I adore him. And yeah, they're all dumb and they're all so food oriented. I think that's just like, that rules everything around them. Right. Is, is getting food anyway. So Brie was really mine. Brie died when I was in college. So she was like, went from when I was in second grade to college wow. and we had, yeah, she was. And then we had Harry, which was a dumb lost episode that my mom found. Um, and then 
my parents have always had dogs. Um, and Dave and I really wanted to get one, but you know, we both worked most largely outside of the house and it was just, it was hard to get, you know, it was just hard to get a dog and we were quite ready for the financial responsibility or just like responsibility in general. Um, but then, um, I went to go visit my grandmother and she always had dogs, always had a dog. And when, like in 2007, we got her a dog named Duchess, who was a two-year-old that was like on a farm somewhere and they like couldn't have her anymore or something. So we got her for grandma. And I met Duchess when I went up there and I was like, yes, like her face, we just like, for whatever reason, we just connected. Like I could, I knew where to... (laughs) sounds way more sexual than I mean it to, but I knew where to touch her to make her happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know you're just like... You really were yeah. in a same-sex relationship. <laughs> I was. Um, and then, so Grandma had her from 2007, and then she died in October of 2010. And my, my cousin went to live at Grandma's house while they were kind of wrapping everything up, and it was like, what are we going to do with Duchess? Like, we need to figure out something to do with Duchess. And she's such a good dog. But, you know, she... And nobody could take her right at that time and I was and I had told grandma when you die I want duchess so it was sort of all, all we had to do then was just kind of figure out how to get her down from Washington DC and luckily my uncle I think I've told this story before but my uncle went up there and was getting my grandmother's car and drove her drove duchess down to Austin um and she just well, I love my grandmother. She was a great dog owner. She wasn't like the most active person in the world. So Duchess, you know, I think when she got to us, weighed about 85 pounds, which <laughs> she was a golden retriever. She really did not need to weigh that much. But, you know, she ate. She also was ruled by her stomach and wasn't really taken on a ton of walks at that point. So um, so we got Duchess in February and she was just like the best dog. I mean, she was five. I think she turned six the day after we got her. So she was you know, middle-aged, we got her at a perfect time for us because she could stay home all day. She was really well-behaved, really sweet. Um, the only thing she would really do is she tore up our backyard pretty good, but like she, she just was a good dog. And then I got pregnant really quickly after, and she was like, I mean, golden retrievers are the best as far as just like sweet, kind, you know, I, you know, I know it's an animal. I'm not naive, but like, I was never really nervous that she was going to like bite one of the kids or mm-hmm. anything. Like she never, I mean, the only time I would yell at the kids really is if they were kind of messing around yeah. when she was eating. I was like, you just don't know what she's right. going to do. Kids will um, F with dogs and, and sometimes, know. you know, I know, I know they are animals. Yeah, I know. Um, but she was great. And kids, you know, I mean. we, Yes. Yes. I know. Duchess was way more, I mean, up until her dying day, she was really well behaved. she, uh, we knew we had to, I mean, at some point we just knew, and, and I had told Dave, I, you know, Dave and I'll still talk about it sometimes and like are sad that she's gone. And I said, and you know, I think we both wondered like, was it too soon or, you know, I just knew like she wouldn't eat and it was just, it, it, you know, it, she wouldn't really walk. It was just, and every time we took her to the vet, it was a $300 charge of like, Oh, we don't really know. Like she probably has cancer, but like, do we don't really want to, we didn't really want to spend the money to like dig deep into you know an almost 14 year old dog I think once like, they can't walk or eat yeah. or go to the bathroom or any one of those yeah. things yeah that's it was a just pretty time. big sign yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the vet the, the vet just says well we'll do a million more tests that aren't gonna yeah. tell you yeah. anything they'll never your dog tell you is old yeah I know I know and it was like I just we can't so putting her down was really one of the hardest moments, but we always say I, I would rather put her down one second before than one second after, you oh, know, yeah. just to, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want, oh. I don't, 
I wanted her life to end like sort of on a high. We were there with her. It was, I mean, it was, it was awful, but like loving and sweet, but awful. Anyway, well, she was, she was a love of my life. Like I, I adored her and, and Dave adored her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, speaking of yeah, like, um, when you have to put the dog down, we, we had to put Frank down cause his, his uh, lymphoma was real bad and he was, had wounds that wouldn't heal and all this stuff. Um, so we had to put him down and then Jack was okay. He, you could tell he just kind of missed his brother cause yeah. you know, um, it wasn't like the most mournful thing, but we had to take Jack to the vet. Like it was probably at least a month, maybe three, four weeks, but, but probably, probably a month or more later. And, uh, we, we were in the room where Frank was put down and he, his nose was glued to the floor right oh, there. Yeah. 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 I know. Uh, like, I'm, I, no. that's my brother. You might've cleaned this floor 20 fucking times, but my brother was here. I know. Yeah. Hmm. I know. I know. I mean, sweet Dave, like immediately when we got home, just took away all the mm. accoutrement because mm-hmm. he knew, you know, just like, let's just hide it away for a while. Trigger, trigger, trigger <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I did exactly. that with Molly too. Took up her bowls and her, her beds and all that stuff. I know. It was like after Hillary Clinton lost and Dave immediately came home and took away our sign. So I like, <laughs> wouldn't see it when I got yeah. home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good call. I know. I was like, I can't see it. Well, so, you know, since November of it was Thanksgiving when we put her down, um, I, we're sort of in this weird position right now where it's like I always grew up with dogs. I always had a pet and it was an important part of my life. And we're considering it. But, you know, for instance, when Dave's dad passed away, you know, I had to take Dave was up in Boston. I had to take the children to my parents in Dallas and fly out. And it was I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a relief not to have another thing to mm-hmm. to think about yeah. you know it just was like it is easier but there is a hole in my heart like when I went to Nashville and visited my sister's dog I, I mean I also visited my sister and my niece <laughs> and, my, and my brother-in-law oh, right. sure, sure. but <laughs> but it was like oh I forget like you know rubbing on like what I used to love to do with Duchess I, I think I've talked about this and it's very gross and I'm a gross person but I would like to she would lay down by this mirror we have in our bedroom the, and she would lay down and I would sit down and take off my shoes and we'd listen to a podcast or sometimes Delilah and she would lick my feet as I pet her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was this very like specific thing that we would do. And I loved it. And I miss it. Um, I miss it a lot. So we're kind of in the market. We're circling it. The kids, you know, say that they really want a dog and that they'll take care of it and they no, want a puppy. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. Oh my God. If I ever get a dog, it's going to be a middle aged dog. We are getting a middle aged dog. The only thing that sucks is that, you know, they die faster, but there is no world in which I am dealing with something waking up in the middle of the night again. I've done it twice and I'm done. I I do not do that anymore. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, we're kind of, I, you know, I, like I said, I don't like barky dogs. No offense. It's just I have very sensitive hearing and it, like, trigger something who in me. likes like, that i mean who, I, I know there's some people that can just block it out ugh, i think better okay. and i just can't do that i also i do just like a golden retriever that's kind of my thing but i also i'm not i'm not gonna like go find a purebred golden. it's just that's not what i'm gonna do but we're we're in the market some we'll find something somehow somewhere well emily can help you because i always know when we're I about know. to get a new pet because <laughs> I'll, I'll see her laptop open somewhere and there's just like a thousand, you know, 
uh, yep. windows. Is this when of, she starts posting a bunch of animals <laughs> on your Facebook? Oh, my God, yes. yeah. Every, I get memories every day, you know. Hey, yeah. how about this guy? How about this little lady? <laughs> oh, come on now. Shut up. All right. Well, okay. So that's the basically it on pets. Um, we had a couple other like pet topics, like celebrity pets, which I guess should be my corner. <laughs> <laughs> but in true fashion, the only, I mean, there's a lot. There's you know, George Clooney had his his pig, his which pig. Was, yes. <laughs> um, and I know Jennifer. You know, the most famous person in the world, the Rachel Jennifer Aniston. She always has dogs. The person I think of the most now, obviously, because my brain is always. <laughs> pointed towards taylor swift (laughs) she has two cats one of them is named meredith gray and the other one is named olivia benson which i think is sort of cute it is um not only because she shares my name i know i know um but wait uh, mike you have one down here um what crusoe the celebrity crusoe the celebrity dachshund is the number one uh youtube uh uh, pet star as far as I'm concerned <laughs> he's very charming and and they had they uh, adopted uh, uh, a sister for him Daphne who's who has like long hair he uh, he looks like Abby except he's he doesn't weigh 10,000 pounds uh, <laughs> but is uh, he a celebrity in his own right or is he the pet of a celebrity no he's a celebrity he is okay. a celebrity. Oh, got, gotcha. it, got it got it got yeah. it got it yeah um well, yeah, there are a lot out there. Um, that's kind of, we'll, we'll do that, and Tishy recommends a little bit more. But the question of the week, I guess, is is show us your pet. It's not necessarily, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can talk please. about them, but pictures. We love it's, cat uh, pictures, yeah, dog sh- pictures. Sh- show us what you got. Yeah. Pets edition. And sorry, yeah, Anne, you can, you can post more than Crow one pet. On the oh, list. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Anne decided to sit out this week when she recalled hamsters she had in the past. (laughs) This has gone on long enough. (laughs) I think that's fine. (laughs) We Um, could wax on about our pets. We certainly could. We will continue to do it on Facebook. Um, I think in the meantime, we should move on to Tishi Recommends, which this week is going to be Pet Follows um, on Instagram. And I think that I might follow more pet accounts than people accounts. I love it. I love it. Um, I don't care. That's I, 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 I mostly just post my cats on Instagram and that's mostly why I like Instagram is because there's other people's animals on there. Um, and some of my favorites, I mentioned the kitten lady. Um, she fosters kittens. It's like her full-time job now. And she is engaged to a cat photographer. So of course, like she takes amazing pictures of cats. He she's, takes amazing she's pictures She's living of the, cats. the life that you, that you oh want. Oh my God. Come on it's now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's to- totally, you're totally right. Um, but she has a ton of resources on her site too. If you have like a kitten, uh, you come across a kitten in the wild. Like, um, She's a very good resource, but tons of cute pictures um the cat cade is another one i wanted to highlight it is a cat rescue in chicago that is an arcade that they turned into a cat cafe oh. um oh. a good instagram account and a good um 
a good uh, that would kind of business. suck if you're like sixty five thousand on Miss Pac Man. You're just about to get the record, and the cat like jumps <laughs> on your. <laughs> no, they have like emptied out our old arcade games that are turned into cat beds and stuff. I don't think you. Can, oh, okay. They're not going to fuck with you while you're playing Galaxian or something. Last time I was in Chicago, I didn't get a chance to go, and they're kind of closed right now, obviously. But if if this ever ends. Um, uh, I'm definitely going to go there next time I'm in Chicago. Um, so that's a great Instagram account. Chill Wildlife is another one. That's not just pets. That's just like animals being bros out in the wild. It's pretty great. Um, Sad Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E, is a very weird looking little dog who's cute. Um, I Am Bronson Cat is a huge, there's like a whole internet like trade in fat cats yeah and mm-hmm. bronson is one of them and he is a huge ginger boy with he's Girl. a polydactyl so he's got multiple thumbs and he weighed like 35 pounds or something when they got him and this couple has spent like two years helping him lose weight really slowly it's dangerous for cats to lose weight really fast um so they're doing it very very slowly and they also have a cat furniture company and they're in grand rapids so i feel oh. like yeah very simpatico with these people um, and oh, I, I have love... to buy. Oh, I hear some dogs. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not editing going that on. out. No, nope. <laughs> I got to get some of their cat furniture. So check out all of those accounts. They're fantastic. Next week we should do a show about air conditioning, so we don't have to edit out the background noise on my track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have just a couple of follows on my list, um, uh, and they're not f- so famous. But um, just one is uh, Floyd and Rita, which is uh, Nurse Kate's. Dates with Kate's uh, cats have mm-hmm. their own Instagram oh, feed. Oh, yeah. They are adorable. And yeah, it's Floyd really and Rita all spelled out. Uh, and the other one is, they. this one hasn't posted recently, but they're so cute. It's Archie and Cheeky, and the name is just Archie Cheeky, A-R-C-H-I-E-C-H-E-E-K-Y. And these are the cats uh, that are owned by uh, Derek Erdman and his significant other, Ashley uh-huh. Armitage. Oh. And so not only do you get to see the cats, but you see the amazing art just like randomly in the background in their apartment. So I keep an eye on them because that's a fun one. Um, My follow, I was thinking, I don't really follow, you know, pet accounts that much, but I do remember my favorite, really one of my favorite Instagram feeds is the golden ratio four. And it's this family, I guess that like fosters golden retrievers. And, you know, uh, there's a different like face that I like in a golden retriever and these have all different kinds of faces, but they're all so cute and there's so many of them and the, the amount of hair, I can't even imagine it like kind of like gives me a panic attack, but oh also they're God. so the fucking hair. cute. You gotta get, um, a, get a Roomba. <laughs> I know. They're such, this is the thing about golden retrievers that I love about them is that they like often, they're so happy, but often look depressed. Like, <laughs> right. What's happening? Yeah. They do have long faces. Oh, I'm looking at their account now. It's very cute. <laughs> my, my voice for Duchess was definitely like, Hey guys, what's yeah. going on? Like that. Yes. There was nothing. It's like mom. Walking up. <laughs> uh, excuse hey. me. Oh, excuse me. Hey, could you pet me right now? Um, Anyway, uh, it's very cute. Golden ratio four. Uh, probably also worth noting, just follow your local animal shelters, right? Because yes. then yeah. you'll yeah. never, yeah. 
you'll never yeah. run out of adorable animal pictures and then you'll want to go adopt all of them which oh is what's God. happened to me yeah. and Sam. Get, get me a costco and... flat and i'm i'm going to town over there <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and also okay so there's a um, like austin pets alive and the austin shelter there it's a good organization um and Danny Pinataro from Who's the Boss, Jonathan, works there. So that's what? also like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, How do you I'll even sit. know that? Did you recognize him? Mike, I don't know. I, these things flow into my what life the and they just. <laughs> Is there a, a celebrity you don't know what they're doing right now? No. Right this not minute. really. I, mean, I have. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, is, is he a um, lister anyway. of any kind? Is it, I mean, is he even a e-lister at this point? And you know where no, he works. he's just Definitely like a former a child star. Yeah, he's a definite who, but, you know, iconic child yeah. actor. Does oh. this come from his role in Cujo? Do you think it inspired a <laughs> lifelong? Maybe, maybe, maybe. You felt bad okay. about the 15 St. Bernards that they used to write. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. So, uh, shameless Amazon plug of the week. Uh, we've got two this week. One is, um, a a situation came up recently where I found out that Will the pilot did not have uh, a bottle opener on his keychain. And so I did what I do for people when this happens, which is I send them a Gerber shard keychain tool. It's a little multifunction tool that goes right on your keys. It's like five bucks on Amazon and it's got a little screwdriver pry bar on it. Uh, a Phillips head, uh, a bottle opener. You can use it to tear open Amazon boxes, which is what mine gets used for constantly. And it's TSA compliant. So I keep on actually, I have two sets of keys because my life is weird. So I have a Buffalo set and a Boston set and I have uh, a Gerber shard on each of them just so that I will always have it because I get mad when I can't go open something or poke at something or tighten something or whatever. So five bucks, well spent, put the link in the show notes and we also have a link to the well aforementioned like two hours ago, Breaking Away, hat tip to Eric. We'll put a link to the Amazon uh, Prime streaming for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'll just plow through to housekeeping. Buy stuff from us at thisshowhaseverything.com. Click on the shop button. Please rate and review us in the podcatcher of your choice. Yep, yep, grabber or whatever. Uh, and we will uh, I think eventually. said uh, gab grabber or grab gabber. G- G- gab grabber yeah right yeah yeah if anyone can tell me why gab grabber is not uploading immediately at midnight um <laughs> <laughs> yeah get at us with with uh yeah yeah info. uh and don't forget to add our amazon link to your phone home screen uh you can just add that gerber shard link and then just go from there every time yep. you want to buy something whatever you want you can you can help us out right from your right from your pocket computer perfect all right well get involved the website is this show has everything.com and we have throwyourphone.com. And join the Facebook group if you are a Facebook person. Um, it's really, really fun. The you know, as we mentioned, the Silver Linings Plague book, TM Bobby, is still going. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> I get a little notification. Turns constantly. out other than the um terrible um loss of life and the yeah. tanking of the economy, it seems like some people are really quite enjoying <laughs> the plague. I know. Yep. Uh, we may yeah, never no. get Phyllis back. <laughs> She's like, here I am. This is this is me. Um, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show. Email us at Tishi at ten seven ten dot com. Send us a voice memo, please. Um, you know we love it. Fax Bobby your butt at six one seven three five four eight five one three. Hey, you're going to actually be in that area code. Yes, again. yes, I am. So we. I would say I'll be a mile away from that fax machine if uh, <laughs> if it was a real fax machine. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, thanks for joining us, y'all. That was everything about all of our pets. It was a lot, but it was fun. Now we just, we never forced a pet pun for the show name. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. no. <laughs> now that I've lost everything to you, you say you want to start something new, and it's breaking my heart you're leaving, maybe I'm grieving. If you want to leave, take good care Hope you have a lot of nice things to wear But then a lot of nice things turn bad out there Oh baby, baby, it's a wild world It's hard to get by just upon a smile Remember you like a child girl.